Time keeps on leaving and we keep on moving. When do we pass on our wisdom to the youth? My veteran story lost our discussions. Fireside chats with the bourbon or two. It's time to hear the story by military veterans. Get yourself ready. It's the Lost Arts Podcast. The Lost Arts with Andrew Cox. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Lost Art Podcast. That podcast that's given a voice to our veterans. I am your host, Andrew Cox. Before we get into his veteran story segment, are you enjoying the podcast? Then consider being a TLA patron. That's the Lost Arts patron. It is with donors that we are able to continue recording these podcasts and getting our veteran voices out for all to hear. Just go to the Lost Art website and click on the Become a Patron link. Any donations are appreciated. If you would like to be a guest and tell your story, then email me at thelostartwithandrewcox at gmail.com. On today's episode, we have Marine Veteran Sergeant Major Mark O'Loughlin for part two of his veteran story. The ship ride back, you know, on our way back to the United States, mm -hmm. the uh, promotion uh, board let out, and lo and behold, I was uh, selected for Sergeant Major. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> I thought for oh, sure I'd like get... your time frame from first sergeant to uh, Sergeant Major? What was that timeline? Like two years. Two years. Wow. Two years okay. to get selected. That, and then, yeah, it was, I was quick. It was two years to get selected. And then yeah. I had a, a really, really high number. So it took another like 10 months to get promoted. So, yeah. <laughs> but I by that time, that it took me the entire year to get promoted to Master Guns. Right. I, but, uh, it was, yeah, it took a hot minute. Yeah. By that time, though, I, I was had, I was pushing like 26, 25 years in the Marine Corps. Yeah. So, hmm. and got, uh, so, they, I had such a high number, um, uh, but I didn't have enough time to deploy again with three, one, um, mm -hmm. and the Sergeant major wasn't going to retire. So he was going to do another deployment. So I couldn't, right. you know, be frocked and step in as the battalion Sergeant major like I wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah. they, uh, I got orders back to uh, MCRD San Diego. Okay. And I was, uh, and this, you came as a first sergeant there. I right? came as a first sergeant and I did one, uh, one cycle as a, but uh, one cycle as a alpha company in first battalion. Mm -hmm. And then after that cycle, I was, uh, promoted a sergeant major and took over second battalion. Okay. So, yeah. So, so that put that's me, where I met that, you. yeah, that's where you met me. And that's, that put me at, um, in my three tours on the, on the drill field that gave me my every battalion i had a, a yeah first battalion shirt second battalion shirt third battalion shirt and a support battalion shirt nice. being at di school so i hit the, i yeah. hit the realm of the regiment wow. there mm -hmm. that's incredible yeah. and then uh as a sergeant major there on the depot what were some of the things that you remember uh from that and that stuck out well uh 
I remember and from my first tour, I, I was kind of like not haunted by my first tour, but uh, I think about yeah. some of the leadership that I had uh, mm-hmm. when I was a young, uh, sar- young, you know, aggressive sergeant, uh, probably needed a little yeah. more um, uh, supervision in some areas sometimes than, uh, at, yeah. than others. Um, and I, I didn't, there, like I said, I feel there's a couple areas that I, um, with staff NCOs and some of the company grade officers that I, mm-hmm. I look back at the more experience I got to see how bad this, uh, one command, uh, element was, uh, yeah. with the company commander and the first sergeant and the chief drone instructors. And so even on right. my second tour, um, and then especially on the third tour as the first sergeant and sergeant major, I vowed that I would never be that the type of leader, like, uh, from my first tour that, uh, mm-hmm. I was really disappointed in that leadership and I would never allow say my first sergeants or chiefs to be those type of leaders either. And so right. my, you know, my, uh, mantra there was, uh, you know, accountability is cornerstone of leadership. And you have to be out there and about. You got to be out there observing unscheduled presence. Um, so mm-hmm. I, you know, That's I was, right. I tried to be at, uh, you know, on a on a quarter deck at Reveille almost every morning. You know, seven mm-hmm. days a week sometimes. You know, yeah. Uh, holidays. Uh, if mm-hmm. if my family if we weren't traveling somewhere for holiday, uh, on Christmas Day, Easter morning, Thanksgiving morning, whatever, I'd be. Mm-hmm. I'd be on deck at a, and yeah. going through the battalion area. Um, you know, when a drone instructor would say, well, Sergeant Major, what are you doing here? I go, you're here, aren't you? I said, uh, <laughs> we're both yeah. assigned to the same unit. Uh, yeah, you know? true. Yeah. So I really, like I said, I was uh, really uh, enjoyed how, being able to, uh, you know, just uh, go from company to company and see how, uh, how each company runs. And, yeah. uh, you know, as the Sergeant Major, the senior enlisted in the battalion, you know, I controlled uh, enlisted Marine movements. So mm-hmm. the Marine Corps is, is one, you know, one unit, one fight. And even though we're a battalion and had four companies, it's one battalion, uh, you know, one yeah. battalion fight. So I wasn't going to, and, and you know, the company you went to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with, with uh, First Sergeant Hermance. Uh, for a mm-hmm. for a time, or were you in Fox? Like you were, I was in Fox. Yeah, so you were in Fox. Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hermance was an extremely uh, experienced and organized. Uh, you know, first sergeant down there, and he yeah. had the the company was was very very uh, efficient uh, running, mm-hmm. and but um, it was through his you know his leadership, the chief's leadership, the company commander, uh, but uh, yeah if other companies are aren't getting those type of same type of results you know they we got to mm-hmm. we got to even out this uh this talent pool or or uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. get uh, yeah so i was more about the whole the whole battalion being uh at a high at a higher level you know that's why in the battalion yeah. we we started that uh uh you know the uh measure measurement of excellence you know we had the all the mm-hmm. statistics up on the wall out the, outside the S3 yeah. and shows where, right. uh, you know, uh, 
you know, how, how each company is compared to each other and the battalion mm -hmm. uh, average and how they compared to the other battalions. And, uh, yeah. you know, you could, it was just a measurable, uh, you know, measurable things. How good were they doing on, on the, the first phase drill, first phase prac, first phase PFT, right. the rifle range, uh, you know, discipline spirit of the hallmarks of Marines, you know, so we had to know mm -hmm. how good they were in, uh, on the rifle range and the, and the drill, but you, there's all right. part of that is the knowledge too. And the, and the, and the pride and, and, uh, love of your unit and the Marine Corps comes from knowledge of the Marine Corps. You know, that's all part yeah, of it. And so, true. you know, the, mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of people didn't think the practical application or the practical knowledge was, uh, it, you know, was way less important than, than say drill, but I just took it. It's all important. Everything is important. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I didn't want us yeah. to be great in drill, but okay. And rifle range, you know, it had to be right. Yeah. You know, Balance of excellence. Got to have a balance of excellence. Yeah. I, I will tell you when you said that uh, uh, you were responsible uh, for this, the enlisted and their moves and everything. I, I don't know if you recall this, but I sure do. Uh, you came down and I uh, was getting promoted to gunny. And uh, you came down and you said, hey, you're going to the swim tank. And I'm like, I don't. I don't want to go to the swim tank. Like I'm just now figuring it out. And you're like, no, you're going to the swim tank. And I was like, Oh my God. Uh, so I did, I got promoted after that cycle. Right. You were there in my, uh, uh, -huh. uh, uh brother-in-law, he, he was the officer. If you remember, he had to move his hand the opposite side. Uh, but I got promoted, went to the swim tank and I swear every time you saw me, you uh you made it a point to say hey skater how you doing like, Dang. <laughs> he sent me over here and he's calling me a skater i was like man <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny uh, that's one thing i know other sorry majors weren't big on it but uh i didn't want uh someone getting off the drill field and spending like their entire time on quota you know yeah um, oh, it was yeah. important if you're going to be if you're going to have a successful tour as a drill instructor, you're going to be teaching drill and you're going to be developing Marines, not just teaching them how to swim or teaching them how to do uh, yeah. do prac, uh, you know, yep. give take a take a test. So it was important for me to uh, know who was going on a quota and who and when you were coming off, because like I would yeah. I, and I'm pretty sure I told you don't get comfortable over there because that's not going to last. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, well, not only that, I remember uh, uh, company first aren't coming to me and he's like, hey, uh, you're coming back, uh, you know, next cycle, whatever. And and you're probably going to come back as like a third hat or, or maybe maybe a J type of thing. And I was like, OK, yeah, sounds good. And then you had come in and you were like, hey, you're coming back as a senior. And I'm like, what? I was like, <laughs> the first sergeant just told me I was coming back as a third hat, maybe a J. And he's like, you're like, no, no, you're coming back as a senior. I'm like, okay. Uh -oh. <laughs> then uh -oh. then so the first sergeant would come out. Yeah, you're coming back as a third hat or whatever. So I, it went so I stepped on the first sergeant's toes, huh? Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, I came back as well, a senior. <laughs> well, like I said, you had, you had uh, proved yourself on, you what, you did three or four cycles before you went to the swim tank. I did three, three cycles before yeah. I went to the swim tank. And you were, like I said, you're, you know, a mature Marine. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I knew you, I knew you could handle the job. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, it was, it was good, good experience though, overall, a, a rough experience. Uh, it's, it's not necessarily easy, 
Um, Correct. Well, range. well, I tell everybody, and I used to tell uh, like uh, commanders, you know, that people who'd never been on the drill field. I said, the being on the drill field in a in a training company is the most efficient leadership academy you can ever do, because oh, yeah, that's true. every three every three months you get to hone your leadership skills. You know, the, mm -hmm. the training schedule is Groundhog Day. You know what's going to happen yep. on T1. You know what's going to happen on T18. Uh, mm -hmm. And you and so you you've got that block of of raw material that platoon of recruits. Yep. And you know, hey, what worked last time? What didn't work? Let's what system worked? How mm -hmm. how did we get the the most out of them? So every 3 yep. months you get to improve your leadership skills. Yep. And uh like for officers, I said for officers especially you know, you're working with some, uh, you know, mature, efficient, aggressive NCOs and staff NCOs, or they wouldn't be down there as drill instructors. I said, but yeah. you as a, you as an officer, you know, you need to really hone your leadership skills in, in, uh, inspection, supervi proper mm -hmm. supervision, uh, counseling yeah. and command presence. I said, like I said, yeah. every three months you get to rehone, re you get to hone your leadership skills. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. And and I got to say, while you were there, I I like just the presence of like the company, the presence of of the battalion, even being there, uh, that was a big a big thing, you know. And it, to be honest, it really helped the drill instructors in the sense of, um, you never know when somebody's going to be watching, right? So mind your P's and Q's, make sure you're not doing anything stupid type of deal. Uh, but that was a great thing, in my opinion. Uh, it kind of kept me if, honest, and I'm sure it kept everybody else honest as well. That's right. And, you know, if you're just doing, you know, if you're doing the right thing, you don't have to be looking over your shoulder, you know. True. And yeah. uh, see, I didn't have that. I didn't have that same uh, mind thought on my first tour as a drill instructor. Right. Yeah. So, but, uh, but I didn't have the... Uh, in that in that cycle where i got in trouble i didn't have the strong uh company commander uh serious commander mm -hmm. or chief drill instructor you know they just right they yeah. were just it was it was kind of a perfect storm of poor leadership on that cycle yeah yeah, yeah. and it happens sometimes it happens you know, yep it, it happens yeah and uh you, you obviously recovered from it i mean you you know sort of major you're back on the depot it was thing and it was a tough road it was a tough road to hold but like i said it made me it made you you know adversity anytime you mm -hmm. um you know can overcome adversity you get stronger and things Absolutely. things don't happen to you to you they happen for you mm -hmm. and yeah. uh that's a good point yeah. so i would like i said i doubt i would be um uh, have the experience um if everything would have been all you know you know soft and rosy in my career you know yeah <laughs> true yeah you got to have some adversity in there you know, exactly i mean sure. and and humility and humility i remember oh, yeah. you know so much i i was a, I was a you know 13 13 year in the marine corps sergeant mm -hmm. and uh, you know, there's, there's staff sergeants in my uh, infantry company or even back on the mm -hmm. drill field that, you know, they've got about, you know, I've got six years time and grade 
Yeah. Uh, you know, or I mean, seven years going on seven years time and grade as a sergeant and these mm -hmm. staff sergeants got like six or eight years in the Marine Corps. Yeah. But I'm, but they're the, you know, they're the uh, platoon sergeant. I was uh, like a, a mm -hmm. platoon guide. And, yeah. um, and then even at uh, school of infantry, when uh, I was there as a sergeant, you know, I was the, mm -hmm. uh, I'd been say in this one section of the instructors, the longest, but when there's a staff sergeant there, he gets the billet and, you know, True. and yeah. I had more, you know, I would have more time in service, uh, yeah. than them, uh, really more experience uh, as far as, yeah. uh, you know, duty station. I went from uh, that barracks duty to the infantry, to the drill field, back mm -hmm. to infantry. And I'm, uh, in here and they, they might've did their four years in the infantry, went to somewhere and got promoted then. And uh, so they got less experience, but they're more their yeah. senior rank, and the and that's just how it is. And I had to be humble and follow, mm -hmm. you know, the the regulations of the Marine Corps. Yeah, absolutely. And you definitely had the experience. I think I I, I counted so far nine deployments. Nine deployments. If I'm not mistaken. Nine yeah, deployments. That's, that's a lot. A lot of time out uh, doing the infantry thing out there. Uh, it so. was yep it was i loved uh, i loved every minute of it though loved yeah. every minute of it so so after the drill fill i know you left where did you go at that point then i went to the uh sergeant major i was the sergeant major for the wounded war battalion west at camp pendleton and that's where i got you with all the uh the uh we would take marines from throughout the fleet marines and navy corpsmen that uh uh, served with uh, the Marines or any any sailor who had served with the Marines uh, right. that had some type of injury that needed, uh, you know, closer uh, assistance in mm -hmm. uh, therapies and and everything like that. So we would take them there and help them transition either back to full duty or out of the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. It depended on their uh, their yeah. wounds and their wishes. Right. So that was a very. It was the Sorry. once again it was the best and uh, the worst. You know, you see the uh, uh, just dealing with people and their injuries and uh, mm -hmm. you know their post traumatic stress and everything like that. So yeah. uh, deal. You know, it's a very uh, pulls on your heartstrings to see yeah. Yeah, yeah to see the condition that they're in that they vol you know that happened to them when they voluntarily uh, served our nation. Uh, yeah. But it also inspires you about the indomitable spirit of a United States Marine, or, the, yeah, or even absolutely. a human being. The indomitable uh -huh. spirit of a human being to overcome these, uh, you know, these these conditions. I said there's a uh, yeah. there's a staff sergeant Tejeda. Um, he was uh, I think he lost both legs in Afghanistan, and but he. Uh -huh was still 100% staff not commissioned officer in the United States Marine Corps. There was no Very any cool, pity yeah. party going on with him. Um, and he wouldn't let other uh, other Marines, especially ones with less uh, injuries than him. Um, yeah. And he was he was a, he was an inspiration, just a, just a yeah. phenomenal that's inspiration incredible. there at Wounded War Battalion. Yeah, that's incredible. That's that's a in my opinion, that is an, an absolute great thing that the Marine Corps did uh, is putting that together and uh, having that organization there. 
it, it, definitely honestly, I, I've seen so many people go there and it helped them so much uh, whether it's the transition uh, out of the Marine Corps they're coming back either way uh, but there's been some great great stories that come out of that yes definitely definitely and like I said just the inspiration you know like I said the inspiration inspiration mm-hmm. that uh, uh, I think there's that one uh, Marine that's on uh, he's a news contributor now or he's on a news station uh, okay jimmy jones or something like that uh, hmm. you know i think someone asked him i you know i won't quote him perfectly asked him he says yeah you lost your legs how can you be so motivated and uh yeah he says you've got yours how can you not be <laughs> you know so he just <laughs> i think he threw it he threw it right back in their face so but it you know it just uh it comes down uh to leadership, you know, like I was taught when I was first in the Marine Corps, you know, um, mm. I won't use the, the word of the term, I'll adjust the word, but it says, you know, when someone says you can't do something or, you know, it's too hard or something, you just look in the eye and you say, forget you, I'm a Marine. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, uh, it yeah, doesn't, you know, true. once again, improvise, overcome, and adapt. Those old cliches, but they, mm-hmm. they're, they're true. You know how you know they might sound corny you know but uh they're true <laughs> that's very yeah i agree with that yeah and it's funny when you uh especially talking to young marines uh you know i'm here here at the school of music and they're coming through and you know i'm i'm throwing out all these these old things at them you know and they all look at me like i'm crazy you know? right <laughs> but but when you're when you're explaining it and you're you're showing it to them and stuff like that and then they you kind of see it click and you're like oh okay yeah, yeah they got it now you know so it's, right it's rewarding in that sense so uh it is without well, a doubt hey, um so at this point you retired there correct i did retire out of a uh, wounded war battalion yep okay awesome and then once you retired uh how have things been going since you got out and uh like kind of walk me through what you've been doing since then okay so when i first retired uh there was this uh they called them uh this family counselor this uh they had this family counseling program that started at uh, mcrd uh with the m flags right the military life financial or military Mm -hmm. what was it m M flag so military family Uh, liaison is that what it was yeah, I think so. But, liaison, but yes. uh, do you remember her name was Marjorie Morrison? Do you mm, remember her? That name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, she was. Well, she was one of them. She's the one like that first started, the one that first started with uh, uh, with RTR. And I remember being okay. at a battalion staff meeting, and this uh, they were talking about. Okay, we got this uh, lady. She's an M flag. She's gonna come in, and we can't make our Marines talk to her but however we can make them sit down with her for five minutes and they don't have to say a thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) so we kind of so but she was uh such a she built she was a psychiatrist and she very friendly person just a great uh, Mm -hmm. genuine human being and so she was able to get marines to open up and i remember like i said a battalion staff meeting when they're briefing that this is going to happen before pickup so during pickup week there was times that they had each person had to meet, you know, with uh, Marjorie. And I remember this uh, captain said, "Oh, that's the Marines aren't going to talk to her. If they got problems, they can talk to me." 
Yeah. <laughs> and answered. I said, I said, uh, just my opinion only, but do you think a Marine who's got maybe some, got some uh, issues from combat, he's doesn't really want to talk to the person who can either make him or not make him a senior drill instructor? You know, yeah. oh, I'm not going to, yeah, I said, true. do you think he's going to talk to you? No, he is not. And so this lady, Marjorie, she was just so efficient and so great at what she did that, uh, you know, they'd have to cut the Marines off because they'd be taking too much time. You know, let's just say that every <laughs> Marine had to meet for 15 minutes. They'd be like, they to, yeah, okay, yeah. next, next, next. Plus she's got to have a break, you know? <laughs> so yeah. she was very, she was very efficient. She wrote a book about her, uh, her time there at uh, MCRD in, in this program. And then, so she wanted uh, and she, this is when the, there was the, the suicide rate was starting to tick up pretty, you know, pretty hard. Right, yeah. and, and I think they've proven that, uh, majority of these people who have committed suicide, uh, within a few weeks have had seen a, uh, like a mental health professional. And so she's, really? so she's, so she's thinking, where's the disconnect? Why well, if they, if they mm -hmm. met with a psychiatrist, why, why couldn't they make a good connection? And, uh, yeah. but you know how veterans, if, if you're not a veteran, a lot of times they don't want to talk to you. You know, if you're not, they don't want to talk to you if you don't know their yeah. scenario and, and their situation, you know? So that's where this yeah, lady says it's, if I didn't work with, you know, start working here on the uh, MCRD, I I would have been one of those people who can't relate to a veteran. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a little more, you know, so she said uh, she wanted to start this organization and she did. We started, she started a 501 C3 and I helped her build it. It's called psych armor and it teaches medical and mental health professionals on how to, how to uh, deal with, or, uh, you know, um, teach them how to deal with uh, veterans so that they can have a more yeah. understanding, you know? So I, put together, uh, teach them all about the military. I would go from the, you know, the secretary of defense all the way down to, you know, a, a fire team, you know, a rifleman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so I would teach them all about the military concepts and military way of thinking and everything. And then uh, Marjorie would teach her uh, psychiatrist part about making the, mm -hmm. building the rapport with these veterans and stuff like that. And so for the first three years, I did that. I helped build that uh, not profit organization, uh, but then, uh, but we were traveling around the country teaching this this five day course. But then, okay, uh, the uh, the organization was going to take a a million dollar grant from this organization, and they wanted everything put online, uh, mm. so that they didn't have to pay somebody to travel around the country. You know, so yeah. I go well. I'll help you put everything online, but then I'm, then I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And so I, so I stopped doing that. Uh, I stayed on their board of directors for a year, I think, but then I started going to school, use my GI bill to go to school. Right. And, uh, so I got my, uh, degree bachelor's degree with in, uh, business administration. And at that mm -hmm. time I was just working for my friend, uh, near where I live doing construction, but, uh, mm -hmm. older you get, construction's harder and harder. So I go, ah, when I'm getting my master's degree, I'm going to do something else. So right. um, my friend, uh, my friends owned a uh, steel fabrication company and uh, mm -hmm. he, 
he'd always say, yeah, you got to come to work for me. You got to come to work for me. So I finally did. I asked him if I could. So I go in there, steel fabrication company, not knowing a thing about steel, steel industry, steel fabrication whatsoever. Um, So I got a crash course in that. Plus he taught me, uh, one of the bosses taught me how to start doing estimation, steel estimation for a building. Mm. And so while I'm doing the crash course on steel and estimation, I'm also starting my master's degree courses. So, so I'm working, you know, uh, seven to three 30 every day. And then Tuesday night, Thursday night, and some Saturdays, uh, but Tuesday night and Thursday night was from five 30 to 10. And then, uh, and that's business administration is all like, you know, papers on different organizations and their business model and (laughs) stuff like that. So for about like, 15 months, I was a, basically a zombie. <laughs> I'd, I'd go so, to, yeah. <laughs> I'd go to, go to uh, work, uh, go to school. And then the weekends I was writing papers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I got my master's degree. And uh, so like I said, it took me up 15 months or so, but I wasn't going to be one of those guys who go, Hey, I got my degree. I'm a boss and I'm leaving. So I said, okay, yeah. I'll stay for, I'll stay for 15 months. Uh, yeah. Well, right around that 15 month mark, that's when COVID hit. And mm-hmm. so we had a very successful year uh, estimating. And uh, we had all these projects, we had all these major projects. And right. some, some of them government projects. Well, when COVID hit, all these projects get shut down. Right. Well, we're still in our contract, but they get shut down because, uh, you know, because of COVID. Well, the company still has 50 plus, uh, fabricators to keep busy, you know? And so we started, we started, uh, estimating almost anything there was out there to estimate, you know, what, no matter what size we'd estimate it. And while other people are working from home doing nothing during COVID, I'm working six days a week because I'm I'm down there on Saturdays doing (laughs) estimates. (laughs) Right. And then, so right about the time that, uh, so then. Right about that time, we get we get all these new projects going. We got our fabricators busy, you know. Then it comes mm-hmm. all these projects start coming back online, especially the government projects where because we're still under contract with them, and so now we're overbooked. Now we got too much work. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then we had uh, I had to work with my boss to uh, to get uh, uh, some of these projects uh, passed off to other companies without you know, mm-hmm. trying to lose money for the company. Right. So then we, we did that and, uh, um, there was a mix up in, so I'm getting ready to leave again. Then there was a mix up in, uh, some of the, uh, project managers and estimators mm-hmm. who got let go. And so some of the project management stuff, uh, got tossed into my lap. So I became project manager. Okay. And so I'm doing estimating and project managing and trying to, uh, extricate myself from the company and have everyone on good terms, you know? And so last, <laughs> so three months ago, we finally, I was able to, uh, uh, tie up all the loose ends and, uh, pretty much get most of the projects all handled. Uh, so yeah. I helped train, uh, train the guy that came in to do what I was doing. And, mm-hmm. uh, so then of course I can't just do nothing. 
Um, right. So a friend asked me to uh, uh, go take the test, uh, the course and the test for a mortgage loan originator. Okay. And he said, I, I want you to be a, a loan officer for me because we do a lot of reverse mortgages. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so now, once again, now I'm, I'm kind of like the master, you know, jack of all trades, master of none, because, but I love <laughs> right. learning. I've always, I've, I've always loved learning and I'm always reading and, and all. And so, you know, when I, I got, you know, a lot of knowledge from the steel business, uh, I got, mm-hmm. I know about starting up a 501 C three, being on the board of directors for things. And, uh, and now I'm learning about reverse mortgages. <laughs> yeah. Then also I'm in the, wow. yeah. And also I'm in this, uh, uh, charity group here in San Diego County. It's called the nice guys. So it's the San Diego nice guys. We have give find, uh, uh, causes people need assistance mm-hmm. in San Diego County. It has our charters for San Diego County. Uh, but there's also a subgroup called the victory fund. And that's mainly that's specifically for active duty military and veterans in San Diego County. Okay. So I'm on the board. I'm a, been a member since 2000, end of 2007, uh, been a board member for, uh, you know, a few years now. And now I'm the second vice president. So, uh, I'm, I'm too busy. <laughs> oh, and I'm also on the board. I just joined the board for the MCR yeah. San Diego, uh, museum historical society. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I, so I joined that, uh, board of directors. So they got me doing stuff also. Wow. And, uh, nice. my. You are all over the place. Yeah. And my, uh, my <laughs> youngest daughter and her two kids uh, are living with us right now. And she uh, homeschools her kids. But uh, it's a boy and a girl. Um, my yeah. kids were uh, the two oldest were girls and, the, and the, my son. But uh, being on all those deployments, you know, I didn't get to spend as much time with them as uh, now that I get to spend with my uh, grandkids. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome that you get to get that time now to be able yeah. to spend with them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, yeah, that's that's a great deal. <laughs> so, um, bless you. Thank you. At this point, um, I know that you wanted to talk about your five leadership rules, and uh, so I'm excited to hear about this and discuss that with you. Uh, so, do you want to go into that? Uh, do you have time? Yeah, I got uh, all the time in the world. All right. So uh, that's another thing that I did as soon as I uh, uh, retired from the Marine Corps. Uh, I started my own consulting business. I call it validated leadership because it's uh, okay. and I, and, uh, I put all the Marine Corps leadership I learned uh, while I was in and I learned from other people. I put them into five, my five, I call my five rules. And I got this based off of. There was a major, uh, uh, a major tailor at the School of Infantry when I was an instructor there. He was a Vietnam veteran, mm-hmm. and he always told the story about when he first got to Vietnam. He had a uh, a squad leader, and I think his name was Lindsay, and uh, okay. he he said uh, Corporal Lindsay told him uh, all the new guys that were with him. He says, 
If you want to get out of here, if you want to increase your chances of getting out of here alive, you got to follow my three rules. Do what I say when I say to do it. He says, do what I say, exactly as I say how to do it, and exactly when I say to do it. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, so, um, he said, he, you know, he followed, he followed them. And then when he moved up the chain of command and became a squad leader, they became his rules also. So I, I always, yeah. I always, uh, you know, really liked that story that he, that he told. It was a true story. Uh, uh-huh. Do what I say, when I say to do it and exactly how I say to do it. So, I, so I just expounded on that and uh, added in uh, because I've had, I, like I said, I've had some phenomenal leaders, mentors, uh, both enlisted and uh, uh officer um rank so when i when i graduated the infantry training school it was colonel bob mojewski medal of honor recipient was the commanding officer of the school uh, when i get to uh third uh, battalion ninth marines colonel jay vargas medal of honor recipient is the regimental commander and uh, and then like i said plus the, uh and then one of my uh close uh you know closest mentors was a retired uh, marine Colonel Jack Kelly, I think you've met him many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, two silver stars, two bronze stars, two purple hearts from from Vietnam. Two different tours in right. Vietnam, and just a phenomenal leader. And one of his biggest leadership uh, axioms was, "Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care." And with with mm-hmm. anything thing about leadership and i tell everybody about leadership they say oh there's this new concept there is no new concept <laughs> about leadership leadership is ancient yeah it's ancient you know yeah uh and it's you know it's it's throughout the bible there's there's more leadership references in the bible than you could you could uh you know shake a stick at uh yeah very true but so i took all that uh, uh leadership that i learned from uh you know sergeants majors gunnery sergeants staff sergeants mm-hmm. other sergeants and i put them into my five i added some um you know took took uh information from the marine corps doctrine and i put them into five rules ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to part two of sergeant major lachlan's veteran story tune in tomorrow for part three stay motivated change your socks oh!